okay? That was like the fifth. That was like five flights of stairs up in that bitch, okay? I had to crawl, legit crawl up my little tiny yeah. stairs to get into the attic room. That's how freaking tiny it was. I was so it was. hungover, I crawling was... up. Oh my god, those stairs, Andrea. I, Bro. Man, I wish I had an Apple Watch to track I, I know, dude. Like, Did I think I got all Alejandro, like, have to duck? No, he just made it. His hair was, it was, like, touching the ceiling. But on our first night, when he went downstairs, he banged the fuck out of his forehead because of the doorway. And oh, the no. stairs. I'll post it. I'll post a video that I took and sent to them on their Instagram because I was like, "This bitch had me fucked up, fucked up." Luckily, well, you know I like old shit. We like I was old weird. shit. I know, but it, damn, son, I was out of breath. I was struggling. It's good. It's good. Get your blood flowing. Pumping. That's how it was back in the 1700s. And then I had think? like my ankle swollen the next on like Monday. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What the hell." Sunday, I woke up. I was like, "What's our, what's, what's happening?" All okay, right. So I don't coasting. think you guys know this though. Um, mom, uh, basically told me that she got up Sunday morning, the day after the wedding, like super early. So she went to the kitchen to make herself uh some coffee, and she heard some noise, right? And she's like, "What is that?" And she, like, looked around the corner, didn't see anything. And then the fucking door, the kitchen door like, that leads out to, like, the patio yeah. opened by itself. And, like, the wind <gasps> came in. Wait. So that's, yeah, she was that like. That door is locked. So she was like, peace. She was uh, like, nah, son. She's like, I, you know how mom is, like, oh, yeah. super sensitive. And she was like, no. Mm-mm. Aquí hay algo. Mm-mm. No I'm like, way. mom, it's an old-ass house. Like, what do you expect? City, you, that door does not open easily. No, there's a latch. None of those doors open easily. Okay, well that door opened and it's haunted. That's why nobody, nobody had nobody opened that door since Jim, the owner, was there on Friday. He he closed it and locked it. Well, that's what mom said. Yeah, because Um, there's a ghost. But I almost became a ghost because I almost died (laughs) on my wedding weekend when I first arrived there. Mm -hmm. Andrea can. uh, did you hear him? No. Andrea will tell you. Okay. So what basically, um, when Cindy arrived, we had to take her wedding dress up. And because it's huge, it takes two people. Mm-hmm. So we get in her room, which is the George suite or whatever, um, mm-hmm. the Washington suite. And we start hanging it on what we thought were closet doors. Because they oh, were like some perfect like, yeah. clothes. There was yes. a little. Uh, like mm-hmm. nub, knobs at the top, whatever. So we're yeah, like trying perfect. to hang it. But this dress is like a ton weighs a ton and and we're short so we're trying to reach all the way up and then like we're like leaning on the dress and the door when all of a sudden it opens and we both like i fall like it stepped down one step cindy is like tumbles a little bit like she falls like down two steps but like luckily she's still on her feet but like we're screaming and we stop thank god we were holding on to the dress and it wasn't a closet. <laughs> it was the service stairs. And King's oh my god, yeah. the service stairs, young. I almost died on it. How'd you open that door? I know that, exactly what you're talking about. It that was, door was closed. Yes, and then closed. because we were leaning, we put our weight on it, it opened, and I almost yeah. died. I almost went down the she stairs. Tumbled down the it. stairs. Yeah. yeah. So I, the top I, there there are locks <clears> at the top and they weren't locked, which is what oh. we tried to like hang. We uh, we weren't really thinking either but like right. yeah so right. we were very surprised Cindy almost became so, a spirit before her wedding yeah I, like I <laughs> I what saved me was like I like I like grabbed the wall somehow and I was like ah! and then I'm like oh my god like I saw my life flash through my eyes like I was real red in the face I was like Andrea almost died <laughs> and she's like no I know I'm like no yeah. seriously I would I almost died going down those stairs and then I would have stayed haunting that place and i would have been like the jilted you would have been the typical bride you would have been the bride in white you would have been the the lady in white lady in white what's up what i would have loved to be a ghost yo you literally would have been like every ghost story typical ghost story she died the day before her wedding yeah yeah now she She fell down the stairs home girl from um episode one no the burning bride bride? no she didn't die before her wedding they just made that up to make it more interesting remember I told y'all. Yes. That. Yes, yes. True, true, true. Right. Hmm. So me and her but you would legit. Now and get some drinks, though. For sure. <laughs> <Stay> <laughs> <in> <laughs> <our> <laughs> <town>. <laughs> Go get some drinks with her husband. 
<laughs> or actually technically they weren't married anyway um okay so <laughs> we completely derailed but one more thing just since we're on the topic of cindy's wedding as you stated the george is haunted and such blah 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 on friday night when i was outside um taking photos of chris and cindy on the in front of the door of the george when i opened the door oh before God. we stepped outside <laughs> there was a whole tour and a tour guide you know, explaining, oh. <laughs> you know, just explaining yeah. the George. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. We yo. walk out to a ghost tour. We're part of the ghost tour. How Literally, he had the whole, he had the whole colonial outfit and everything. Yeah. yeah. So I like, took a video of everyone, like the whole yeah. tour group. I was like, yeah. Literally, like, in <laughs> was awesome. that one my, episode, the first episode, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ironically, so my, my church, the Bethesda, Basilica of St. Mary's, right, is the oldest Catholic church in the state of Virginia. And it was on uh, the first ghost tour that I ever did in Alexandria. Because I've done two. I've done, like, the ghost tour. Like, the bars. And, um, that, like, a regular ghost tour that's, like, family-friendly. And then, like, obviously did the haunted bar crawl. Bar crawl. Um, and it was in the first tour that Chris and I did one year on Halloween. Like, when we first met. And my church is in, in that tour because the like the back of the church has like a little graveyard or something. That's what's haunted. What? So cool. technically my church whole wedding and... was haunted. The whole fucking wedding <laughs> right. was a ghost tour and it's haunted theme. It's perfect. It's exactly what you wanted, you know. Yeah. And it was like rainy, spooky after the ceremony. Oh, it was yes, like the perfect, perfect thing for Cindy. I know. No one would think a rainy good, wedding yeah. day would be perfect, but it was for Cindy, so yeah, I was so I was like so relaxed. I was like, okay, you know, nice. didn't get my photos out in the golf court, a golf course. Well, that's what Chris really wanted, but you didn't care. No, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, we're going back to, to go back. This story is called the haunted wedding dress story. For context, my mom is also somewhat sensitive and collects vintage pieces and antiques things to sell them on. The story takes place over the Christmas period of 2016 and is not my first encounter with something like this. Hence why I react so calmly. I was at home from university for the holidays and found out my mom had acquired a vintage wedding dress. It was on a mannequin so she could take pictures of it and put it online. The mannequin was put into the spare bedroom slash storage room and left. The way the house was laid out, I had to pass this room to get from my room to anywhere else in the house. The door to the spare room is typically left open for the heating slash damp reasons. So I decide to nip downstairs to get a drink. I glance into the room and I see a woman sat up on the bed next to the dress wearing the dress, but the actual dress was still on the mannequin. She sort of looked like she wasn't there. No translucent. No translucent stereotypical ghosts, but as if the room were a picture and she had been printed on acetate and placed over the image. She was also sad, like weeping silently. This was a very clear image. I stared for a good few seconds before leaving. I went downstairs and told my mom her dress was haunted. She laughed and said that she knows. She'd seen a weeping woman too. I purposely didn't look into the room on my way back upstairs but could feel her looking at me. An hour or so later, I needed to use the bathroom, so I passed the room and saw her again. She looked up like kind of rushed at me. It was shocking, but there was an evil intent behind it. She was just sad and lashing out, so I said something to the degree of, excuse me, this is my house, and that was very rude of you. The most British response ever. Never saw or felt that spare again. Wedding dress was gone by the next time I visited. That would have been me if I died on those. <laughs> you would have been such a witch bitch. A witch ghost. What is it? A bitch ghost. There it is. You would have been so salty. It's like, I paid all this money just to die. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. First, the fucking worldwide pandemic, and then I die. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> the day before my wedding, oh, I, I would have been super salty. You could hang out um, with George Washington's wife, at least, <laughs> in the kitchen. Now. Mm -mm. I want to be with Chris. Oh, well, you are now. 
think that looks good, Gorilla. Do yeah, you have like, another? I like how um, she put yes. it in her place. Right? She's like, um, excuse me, bitch. This is my place. She said, this is catch, my stuff. Catch these hands. hands. Don't catch these hands. Catch don't fuck, don't fuck at me, bitch. Don't <laughs> fuck at me. Oh, can I read this one? This is the really sp- scary black-eyed boy or not? <gasps> or do you want to read it? Um, I don't know if that's the one that I have. Hold on. No, yours is different, but look you at it again. You have a black-eyed child story? I do. She's I do, too, guys. What? Shut the fuck up, Andrea. Oh. Shut up. Really? That's yes. weird. Oh, Andrea, what's God. yours called? Um... Mine star- It's the the title is a long ass sentence. Um, what do you have? Oh God, what is mine? Mine is my black eyed children experience. Mine doesn't even have a title, actually. Oh my God, that's so weird. Okay, booze. We purposely said to ourselves like we are not going to choose a topic for uh, campfire tale episodes because we just want to be able to free range it. Yeah. Because they're campfire. And that's really weird that we all picked black eyed children. Which is small. You know what? That's weird. I don't like it. And that's and honestly, this is my this for me, this is the scariest one out of all like Catman and like I mean, aside from like actual demon stories, but like Yeah, because like black eyed children. You know, the reason why I decided to go with this one is because I've been re-listening to Two Girls, One Ghost as well. And I just listened to the Black Eyed Children episode. So I was like, oh my God, dude, stop. So I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I just found a campfire tale. Okay, well, Andrea, um, well, who wants to go first then? Um, I'll go since I've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's um, my story. I have been raised in Florida my whole life from Orlando to Miami. This took place in this took place in Orlando though, in a neighborhood I lived in since I was a child. Nothing like this had ever happened before in that area. Paranormally related. A lot of crime though. I'm starting college now and this happened in eighth grade summer going into ninth grade. I was at my old friend's house who lived in the same neighborhood. It was a very sunny day and we hung out for a bit. I started making my way back home very early afternoon. I think like around 2 p.m., not even five minutes into my walk, a small boy approaches me. He was wearing jeans and a green polo shirt that had a symbol on the corner, like a polo shirt would. So I thought he was from an organization. He handed me a card, but when I looked at him, it was the black eyes. They were all completely black. I was taken back so much I took like two steps I took like two steps back and mind you there was no one around whatsoever but as soon as I got startled and realized they had black eyes an elderly black woman appeared on the opposite side of the street staring at me they both were she had the same shirt the boy did and pure black eyes too so back to my story when I noticed her staring at me this kid still tried to hand me the card but he never said anything ever. I don't know why, but I took it and then my mom out of nowhere, like in a millisecond after I grabbed the card, comes speeding down the street because she knew I was at my friend's house and she tells me to get in. I do because I'm scared and she asks me if I'm okay once I'm in the car. She told me she had extreme sense of peril and doom come over her. Out of nowhere at the house, and she said she dropped everything and got in the car and sped to where I was at. My mother is spiritually gifted since she was a child who had paranormal things happen also. Low-key a psychic. She took me back home and I told her what happened and she said burn the card away from the house that the boy gave me. She burned it and she was really... And it was just a sort of wild trip. Life trip actually. Overall, it was just a life-changing experience. And that is my story of the black-eyed child and lady. That's creepy as hell. I've never heard of an adult black-eyed person. Yeah, that's like the first thing yeah, I thought of. Yeah, me too. too. Yeah. But, like, that threw me off. I was like, oh my goodness. Is yeah. that like the Queen Bee of like the black-eyed children? And also, what was on that card? 
Like, right. why leave that detail out? Yeah, I know. I don't know what's on Their the mom is very, like, nope, don't even just burn that shit away. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah, but I'm still curious. I want to know what's on the phone. I think it's interesting, like, um, the mother, you know, obviously having her mother instincts, but also, like, her spiritual instincts, because, you know, she's a psychic. She's like, mm, just ran down, well, got in yeah. the car and drove down to find um, her child. I would do the same. Oh, of course. Who would it? Yeah. Mom would, like, <laughs> speed down and, like, beep. Yeah. Mom, <laughs> she would. <laughs> and we're, like, opening the van door. You know, that noise it would make. Yeah. Like, slam it hard. And then she any... would say something to them. <laughs> Do you have any more stories, Nana? No, I'm good. That's funny, because someone commented here saying, um... Periods, commas, and paragraphs, paragraphs would make this way easier to read, just saying. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, son? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? This doesn't, I don't know. Okay. It was, well, it was a good story. It was. It just would have been better. Yeah. So, I want to share my stories, Nick. Okay, do, you, do you guys want to hear the Black Eyed Child story first or the hotel story first? Oh, there's a hotel story? Yes. So, actually, this story um, was... I was between this one or the story I read on our hotel episode, but I had saved this because I wanted to use it for another episode. So here we are. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Since Gabriella did like a non, uh, black guy children's story first. first. Okay. Then, yeah. All right. So this is creepy encounter at the hotel. I worked out. This paranormal encounter took place at the hotel I worked at last year. I was 20 years old, working at a small mom and pop hotel in- Wait, I read the story. I was gonna say. Wait, did I really read- Did I read two stories and I just don't remember? They're living there, right? Hold on. Yeah, because I remember yeah. you guys were like, Ontario. Do you mean Ontario, Canada? I was like, no, bitch, it's just California on here. Leave me alone. <laughs> okay, hold yeah, on. Yeah, there is a thing. <laughs> All right, scratch that. So we're just going to listen to the Black Eyed Child story. All right. So I'm driving down the road with my ex in the passenger seat and my sister who was in the back. Mind Wait, you. dude. Are you still doing the story even though you read it already? No. This is the black guy. Oh, that's the black guy one. Okay. God, sorry. listen, Cindy. Jesus. Gosh. Oh. I'm trying to remember that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay, let me get this done. I can't. I don't understand what you guys are. It's because you're not part of the inside joke, Cindy. Okay, hurry up. Yalla, yalla. To be honest, I still have no idea if what I saw was true. It's probably 3 p.m. on a cloudy afternoon, so as I'm taking this turn on the roundabout, I drive past a couple of houses to my right and the hospital to my left. That's when I notice the family taking their groceries from their car to their house. Oh god. As I see them doing this, there's this little girl in all white staring at me as I drive. The hairs on the back of my neck start to stand up and as I look into her eyes, all I see is black. I turn the car around without saying anything, and my ex and sister start to ask, why are we turning around? I told them I need to see something again and tell them to look at where I see that little girl. I don't tell them what I saw because I wanted to be sure of what I saw. As we get to the spot, I see nothing. Nothing white that would make me think I saw a mailbox or something because I was skeptical. I recreate the exact same scenario and I see nothing. To this day, I know what I saw and no one can tell me otherwise. Whenever I go back home, I take the same route just in case I see the same thing I saw that day. Thanks for listening. Oh, Jesus. First of all, why the fuck would you go back if you saw a black-eyed child? Right? Some of these people want to die. Yeah. They're asking for it. Well, that's spooky. Yeah. I... And then, like, what's 
the main. Ow! I just have a <laughs> What just happened? <laughs> I know you did it. I accidentally like hit my my uh, oh. elbow against her bony ass knee. It hurts so bad. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, that's oh my like god. it feels like the corner of a table, <laughs> young, I swear. Oh, oh Jabonis. Freaking bees. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was saying. What is the goal of like black eyed children? Do you know what I'm saying? Like So from what I remember in the podcast, um I think their they goal. Have- they, I know they have to ask, right? Like, can, let me in. Yes, right? you have Remember? to. They have to be given permission. And I think um, it's basically just to haunt you for the rest of your life. <laughs> Some shit like that to sum it up. Yeah. But so, like, if you let them in your house or whatever, your car or whatever, like, are they just going to kill you and take your soul? You know what I mean? Um, or, like, that's what I, I want. You know, to it causes, it brings doom to your life, basically. Yeah. That's what it does. Ugh. Yeah. Terrible. It just brings we misfortune. We should definitely do an episode on uh, black-eyed children. That'd be cool. We should, yeah, so we like can like go into detail stories. about yeah. like you know research topics. Yeah, about who they are, what they want, where they came from, and how yep. to avoid them because they're fucking freaky. Yep. Well, all right. I so, have another story. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Are you guys ready for this? I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. Once that arm starts throbbing. (laughs) From the pain. (laughs) Okay, you know, Nana reminds me of um, Corpse's Bride. Literally the bride. That's what she is. (laughs) Oh my God, that's an honor. Yeah. That is such an honor. I've always wanted to be here for Halloween. (laughs) Okay. You should. That or Sally. Or Jack from Nightmare Nightmare Before Christmas. This Halloween, we have to be us back in our bridal wear because Fuck. We no i don't want to relive that goddamn we nightmare <laughs> we did not fucking take one photo of the three of us i know it's fine weddings are so stressful Fucking them. i know okay. um okay let's yeah. do my story things should right. i contact a paranormal investigator or what that's the title i was probably elementary age and was in my bedroom with the radio and lights on Out of nowhere, everything with power in my room shut off, and a demonic voice came clearly on the radio saying, You're going to hell. Told my parents, and of course, they didn't believe me. Nor did any of the other lights or power go out in the house. I'm now an adult living alone and feel like I may be experiencing paranormal activity in my apartment, and I'm flipping scared. For what it's worth, my friends and I messed around with an Ouija board Did I say it right? Ouija board. With a Ouija board a few years back, but we were just playing around. I need suggestions on what to do. Too scared to tell my friends because they'll think I'm nuts. Also curious on people's take as if my childhood incident could be related. So, um, I like this post because, like, it was kind of, like, you know, people left it up for discussion. Um, so the first one says, leave the Ouija board alone. (laughs) Like, duh. (laughs) Like, we all know this one. Um, and then another one's like, I'll be the one to say it. There's no for fun instances in a Ouija board. Every time you play, you invite the risk of presence, presence, presence. What the fuck? Presence? 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 (laughs) No, how do I say it? Presence. How do you say it? Presence. How do you say the plural of that? Can I get the definition? <laughs> can you say it in a sentence? You can't, though. <laughs> Clearly. I can't. Press the sense into your home slash life, etc. Best not to mess with those things further. Oh, God. Yes, everybody's just kind of saying the same thing, but I just thought that was creepy because of the you're going to hell. Oh my god, wait, this is, this is, I'm just reading this comment. It says, as a witch, a Ouija board is a tool. I use one regularly. However, when, however, when used incorrectly and not ended right, it can let things out. That being said, demonic energies have a very specific list of things that follow. Usually, 
illness, nightmares, smell of rotten eggs or meat, extreme fatigue, heart palpitations, mm -hmm. and headaches. Sour taste of the mouth when they are like near. An average day. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say heart palpitations, headaches. That's that's where you got me. I just have anxiety. <laughs> As for the other comment, there is a hell. There isn't hell. There what? Hell is a state of being, not a place. I've learned this through experience with working with energy. People who pass have a choice to continue as energy or move on to the next stage. Those who feel belong in hell end up in a state of hell and usually stay miserable. They do not what we they do not want what we have. They are dead and some find it very confusing and painful. They are people at the end of the day. Movies make it seem otherwise. To me, this does not sound demonic or evil. That is rare. You could very much be someone who has abilities to draw in spirit and they pull your energy to show. I would cleanse your home, lemon juice and salt water, sprinkle it onto your windows and mirrors using a stalk of parsley. You could take pure sea salt and sprinkle it into the corners of your home. I would also suggest wearing wood, obsidian and labradorite if you're fearful of them doing anything to you. Very rarely have I had a spirit do anything to me physically. If you feel a spirit is with you, speaking out and setting ground rules is very important. Speak clearly and respectfully. They are people often lost and confused, even the mean ones. You could also go to your local historical society to look up the history of where you're living. What? So if any Great advice. Very yeah, advice. We all know. If you guys want to... They have said okay, sure. <laughs> Fine. Damn. So, <laughs> um, before I read my story, oh my god, Andrea, we haven't told you what. <laughs> <laughs> so I get this text message from Chris like two weeks ago, and it was like, I forgot to tell you about um a haunting that happened <gasps> at our house. <laughs> Shut the hell up. I was like, I who, like immediately so call who, him and I'm like, what do you mean you forgot? Who's the one that oh. keeps saying that your house is haunted? Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. Okay, continue. So, um, maybe it wasn't two weeks. I think it was. It was like, just last week. It was last. It was yeah, um, yeah. a week. The week um, of the week of, of the, the wedding. wedding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So, he gets woken up with uh, a really loud noise. Right. So he actually gets his gun because he thought, you know, just in case it could be an intruder. Yeah. And um, the the noise came from what? Got his gun now. Oh, what a well. He was actually that scared. Yeah, but the the pendejo left me sleeping in the bed. <laughs> he could have like, like, what the fuck? He could have like, you know, shook me and be like, hey, there's some shit going on. I have to grab a gun. You know, oh, come I thought behind you were here. me or like, you know, locked the door. I don't know, but he just left my ass in bed sleeping. <laughs> anyway, so he goes upstairs because obviously he heard the noise from upstairs. And, um, okay, you know the nail that is used to like lock, you know how you put the nail in little hole to lock the attic door, Andrea? Yes. Well, the nail was on the floor. And, oh <laughs> and then Gabriella's um, bathroom light was on. But as you know, Gabriella only sleeps in our house like maybe. Once, yeah, once in a while. Yeah, twice a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at that point, she it's been over a week since she's been here. Um, so he was like, what the fuck? So he, you know, and I and I hadn't been upstairs. I actually right. had just gone home from New, New York. York. Picking up your wedding dress, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, um, like, when I got home that night, I went straight to bed. Like, I changed whatever and, like, went to bed. So it was that night that I came back from New York City. Um, so he, like, went inside the room, turned off the bathroom light. He was like, I'm fucking freaked out a little bit right now. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, and so he told me about it. So... Yeah, literally, this was last week. I don't know why I said two weeks ago, because... I went to New York on oh. Tuesday. Yeah, on no, no, on Monday, Monday. and I came home came Tuesday. Tuesday. So that was two, last Tuesday. Yeah, it's so been like, a week. Yeah, so it's been eight days or whatever. 
Um, so our family started like some of our family members started flying in for the wedding starting like Wednesday. And I met with um a group like a groom one of our groomsmen ended up coming flying in early as well. So I met up with Chris, the groomsman, and some of his family members um at Bugsy's in Old Town. And I was just like casually talking to his, uh, his one of our groomsmen and I like told him what happened. And he's like, oh, yeah, I heard, you know, I heard you guys have a podcast, blah, blah, blah. Tell me about it, whatever. And I was like, oh, and by the way, like we had some activity happen. And he's like, oh, really? That's creepy. I'm really actually creeped out by that. <laughs> and then later on, um, he he ends up back at our house. And him and Chris, like, stay up, you know, drinking some more, blah, blah, blah. And I'm in bed, and, and like, I hear Chris, Chris's drunk ass telling him about it, right? Mm-hmm. Did you know this? Because no. you met... I already met him, yeah. So when you when he came in that day and you, you met him, did we talk about it at all? Yeah, I was sitting on the staircase, and um, there, oh, Chris, your Chris was, like, drunk. But mm-hmm. um, the groomsman, Chris, was just listening to what you and Chris were telling. Yeah, or, I think, yeah. like, I briefly mentioned it at the bar. And yeah. then, like, he was, like, he was actually spooked. I was, like, oh, he was, no. like, a little spooked out. Me? Yeah, yeah, he was, whatever. So then it's time for him to go to sleep. And he was going to go to sleep in your bed, Gabriella, you know, because you had um, already left. Uh, yeah. Whatever. So I hear him and he's, like, no. He's, like. He's like, you're lying. Like, seriously, like, this really didn't happen. And Chris is like, bro, this really happened. He's like, are you really not going to sleep here right now? And I hear that, right? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. He's like, no, what the fuck? I'm not staying here. I wouldn't he's like, either. Don't. He's like, don't be a punk. Like, stop. <laughs> Chris, it's okay. And, and he's like, no, it's not okay. <laughs> and I, I open my bedroom door and... um. And Barnett is literally, like, walking down the stairs. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's okay. Like, you're fine. Like, nothing's going to happen. And so I'm like, see? And I go into my closet room, and I grab the holy water. And I'm like, put some on his forehead. Then I go up to the go up to your room, and I sprinkle the holy water. And I'm like, you're fine. Everything's fine. He's like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> the fact that you just did that, like, solidify the fact that I'm not staying here. Oh, my God. God. He's like, if you guys would have just been like, haha, I'm kidding, and lied to me, and you know, <laughs> I would have been fine. But obviously, like, you know, whatever. Uh, something went down, and I don't want to be a part of it. So then, <laughs> so in my pajamas and slippers, I had to, like, grab my purse and then drive him to his other buddy's house that lives, like, five minutes down the road, yeah. and that's where he slept at night. He wouldn't sleep here. Oh it's my like... God. I felt like those parents that had to go like drop off or had to go pick like up pick up pick up a kid from a sleepover in the middle of the night because they want to go home. You know, it's just like okay, here, baby. Oh, you know, go get your good nights to sleep. And he's like, I'm not fucking staying there. <laughs> but yeah, um, that was the latest haunt we had. That's crazy. I. Never likes walking up those stairs by myself, staying there by myself. Y'all already know at night I don't play with that motherfucking shit, okay? No. When Cindy told me this, um, it was just at the, she it was like, okay, so I came in and it was just Cindy at the house. And this is before she left to go to Bugsby, Bugsby's, Bugsy's, Bugsy's, um, to meet up with everyone else. I came here, you know, just packing stuff like for the wedding and like getting whatever I needed, blah, blah, blah. And so she tells me, she's like, oh, yeah, so I'm about to head out. I already finished all my wedding stuff. And I was like, oh, and I'm just like a little freaking out. So you know, leave me alone and Lola wasn't house. here, Andrea. Oh, Lola was at her grandma's house. And I'm like, fuck, I just yeah. got Tango. She was at grandma. Hoping yeah. Was already. So. It's just Tango. She Gabriella, like picked up Tango. She's like, come here. Stay. <laughs> like, no, come with yes. me for company. Um, and then like I they go too. upstairs and all of a sudden I hear Tango come back up. I know. <laughs> like, fake. I was like, useless <laughs> shit. He's oh, fake as shit. He's like, fuck this shit. He ended up coming back up for a little bit, just briefly, you know. But I was no, like, oh. like uh, I, yeah. I know what happened here. But that's something. Andrea, that's the night I called you. Remember when I was scared? I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Like, Burton. don't fucking call me, okay? No, <laughs> you did not say that. that. <laughs> and he's like, okay, sissy, love you. I'm like, oh. I'm like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I put on some Netflix. It was all great. It was cool, whatever. But then when I'm like, fuck, I'm hungry. And I ordered Uber Eats without realizing I'm by myself, you know, without Cindy or yeah. Chris. And I'm like, shit, I don't even have the dog. And I'm like, that's oh. when you called me, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was like, ah. I was like, mm, I want I was like, no okay. part of this. <laughs> Wait, did you know about it, Andrea? No, she no, didn't. I, I don't know. This is why I told she her just she wouldn't. It would have made it worse. She would have freaked like, me out I come home. <laughs> I, she would have freaking me out. I would have been like, mm. she's like, I'm home alone. I was like, mm. <laughs> okay, Cindy, your your turn for your stories. Oh, that was damn, a really good. I know. Okay. So this is titled My Encounter with Black-Eyed Children. Earlier this month to celebrate the 4th of July, I was having a few drinks with my parents and as we were discussing several different topics, we eventually stumbled into sharing some ghost stories. I mean, we've all heard each other's usual stories before. But that night, I brought up something that I have struggled to come to terms with for years. This took place when I was around 10 years old. I'm 25 now, so this was about 15 years ago to give you a perspective of time. My friends lived in different neighborhoods around town. So since I was really the only kid of my age group who lived in my little part of the suburb, I would occupy my free time by riding my little mermaid bicycle on the streets. <laughs> it was a very lax part of the township, typical of the residential areas that surrounded the city. One summer evening, I was wasting some time before dinner by pedaling my bike up the street. When I was rolling to the T-shaped intersection that I would always drop, stop and turn around at, I noticed two girls my age sitting peacefully in front of the house opposite the intersection. They were staring at me, almost as if they were aware of my imminent arrival. Both were wearing light-colored nightgowns, which I thought was a bit strange considering the time of day and, well, being outside. I can't recall if they were twins, something tells me they were, but I can't really remember much detail of their faces at all. As I got closer to the intersection on my bike, they called out to me cheerfully, beckoning me with jubilant arm motions to come towards them, and I did. I felt a rush of excitement toil over me at the thought of having a couple of friends to play with, so I really wasn't asking why they were outside in nightgowns, or even where they came from. You see, the people that owned the house behind them were quite elderly. I mean, I rarely even saw them leave their house at all. The edges of the property were quite grown over, which made the house look neatly nestled away from the road. The only thing I thought was strange at the time was that the slight hill that was their front lawn was covered in decorative river rocks, the ones that are smoothly molded by water and look like dinosaur eggs. And that's what the girls were sitting on barefoot and in nightgowns. How uncomfortable, I thought. They were both talking to me, telling me I should come play with them. And I said I'd love to, but I would have to bike home first and let my mom know where I'd be. They seemed less than thrilled at that idea and were definitely trying their hardest to co coax me into staying with them, telling me I didn't need to tell my mom and that she wasn't that far away. I insisted that I would be back very shortly and hopped on my bike and pedaled home. When I arrived back at my house, I threw my bike in onto the grass and ran up to the front door, opening it partially to ask my mom if I was all right, if it was all right if I played with the two girls up the street. My mom turned around and seemed visibly confused, but she agreed, so I went back. I rode up to the house at the intersection and they weren't there. I was a little disappointed. I even felt bad for having to run home first. So I walked up with my bike up the driveway and then proceeded to walk up to the door, knock, knocking on it gently. An elderly woman opened the door and I told her the girls asked me if I could play with them. What girls, she asked me, a puzzled look spread across her face. There were two girls outside just a bit ago. They asked if I could play with them. No kids here, you know you're the only kid on the street, and she shut the door. I never saw or heard of the girls again. 
As I was telling this story to my parents, I paused midway to make the disclaimer that I wasn't sure if this was some kind of extremely detailed dream that I had mixed up with my memories or if it's actually or if it actually happened. My mom though told me she actually remembered that day because she never remembered any children living on our street besides me and it stuck out that her, to her that I asked her to play with the two girls up the road. So after explaining the story to my parents, I did some research. Apparently, the phenomena of supernatural beings disguised as children, black-eyed children, is an urban legend. I had no knowledge of this being a thing, and although it's debunked, I would say that it's eerily similar to what I experienced with these girls. I don't remember them having black eyes. In fact, it's almost as if their faces are blurred from my memory entirely. They weren't acting ominous or intimidating, but they wanted me to stay with them in the worst way. Ghosts, a glitch in the system, black-eyed children, or whatever, I'm struggling to find an explanation as it's been the one of the most puzzling things I've ever experienced. Damn, son. So this is the first one that I heard, you know, that they don't remember, Yeah. you know, seeing black eyes. Yeah. But like, but like for the fact that their face are blurred out, it does kind of see it like very dreamlike memory esque to me. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. But it could be just you know a distant a distant memory. I do think it happened. I don't think she dreamt it. And it well, does yeah, sound like the mom confirmed black it too. Eyed kids. Yeah, it does sound like black. It does kids. because. They were, like, upset that she had to go ask her mom for permission when when she, they just wanted her to go, you know? Yeah, it's, like, again, it's, and, like, someone, like, little yeah. Girl Scout cookies trying to, like, right. buy my cookies. Those damn right out there. <laughs> buy my cookies. No, I just got it from Sally. I already got two boxes. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that they were wearing, like, nightgowns nightgowns is also weird and then yeah. that like the vieja answered the door and she's like no there aren't any kids you're the only yeah. kid bye like, yeah you know so like where could they have come from who knows man that's spooky see i want to know what happens when you stay what happens when you accept their proposal mm-hmm. uh bad shit happens yeah it's Ugh, sometimes death maybe that's why we don't have any further info because no one's ever lived to tell the, the tale. tale no no we'll see you next time yeah <laughs> that's that a good, good story yeah. okay like so creeped out right now there was a uh, comment on this this right. story let me read it to you I think they were ghosts since their faces were fuzzy. Encounters and sightings cannot be debunked. They are personal experience that nobody can say is true or false. You saw strange people, that is true, because you did see them. Nobody can tell you otherwise. So never read about what has been debunked regarding personal testimonies. They're just written by skeptics who can't handle something beyond what they always allow as real. Because it just scares the hell out of them. So they do everything they can to negate it. They're fearful, always react to the unexplained immediately with, I can't believe it's true. Because they are terrified it could be true. Appreciate it. Facts. Facts. I do agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, there is no debunking your personal experience. like Unless it's like physically being able to be debunked yeah like that's their own personal experience not everyone has no there's no exact same experience really everyone has their own versions of it or like it could be similar you know but someone else was like even if you were just normal human children it is weird and ominous that they wouldn't want you to tell your mom yeah agreed and that they would really Mm -hmm. just disappear that fast this person was like, they were most likely demons trying to lure you. It's odd they tried to get you to not tell your mom anything. <laughs> but also, like, I feel like, you know, growing up outside a neighborhood, there were some times when people were like, don't tell your parents. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't have Maybe to be you. a demon child to, to say that. 
anyway. That was good. Do you have any more stories? I don't. No? Well, that was a really good one. That counts yeah. as two, I feel like. And you told us your personal help haunting, so. <laughs> it's Wednesday, and it's 1130 at night, so. Yeah, I'm exhausted. We're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're still recuperating. Recuperating. Re- recovering from the wedding. <laughs> Just kidding. But those are some really good stories. Um, as always, if you guys have any personal stories, if you know someone has a personal story, send it our way. Our Gmail is hauntedadmanas at gmail.com. No, um, it's hauntedadmanaspodcast oh, at gmail.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 1130 at night. Leave me alone. Our Instagram is podcast. Um, What else? That's basically it. I mean, we have Facebook and TikTok, but <laughs> I haven't really done any of that. So I know we suck. We will be better we, now that yeah, the wedding's over. We are we going to be better. Going to shift gears and focus on the booze. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, show. We. Um... I'm just excited to um get together with you guys and do some spooky stuff. I know. Oh, we have some things in the works. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, that's it. Sorry, but please, no, like, it's, I want to reiterate how important it is that we get some personal stories yes. emailed to us. Please. Um, If you want to send it to our Instagram, you can. We would prefer it to be sent through our email, though. It's easier to keep track that way. And, it is. Um, even if we don't respond to our email, we see them. We really do. We just suck. We got responding. a couple of DMs, <laughs> um, stories, and um, we haven't forgotten about you. We just need to transfer yeah. it into the email. Yes. And figure out like how we just we have to organize ourselves. That's what we really have to do. We just need to be better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't hate us. Okay. We love you. You love us. <laughs> All right, booze. Thank, Thank you so guys much. for listening. We appreciate mm-hmm. it. Campfire stories episode are going to be fun i can already tell yeah this is fun i can't wait to come back with some more scary stories of your house cindy <laughs> no no more many more okay bueno. <laughs> all right peace adios. out y bye, y bye, adios. Adios. Adios.